Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Each week, we will discuss Sales Navigator strategies and tactics to help you and your sales team optimize your Sales Navigator investment. Hi, Stan. I'm so excited for our live debut. Yes, that makes two of us, Bryn. Great to be here. I'm looking forward to it. We had a great response. So it seems like everyone is interested in what's happening with Sales Navigator because it keeps changing on us. It does, but I have to tell you, it is a powerful tool that we think all sales professionals, especially in B2B, should be using. Um, we're going to talk about a lot today, but what's the overall topic? The, the overall topic is seven powerful sales navigator features for business-to-business -business sales success. Now, there are a lot more than seven, but we're going to start with seven because we have a limited amount of time. Awesome. I love that. Um, so, you know, ultimately, um, Sales Navigator is this tool that sits on top of LinkedIn data, right? It's very different experience when you're in Sales Navigator. Right. So the first one that we're going to talk about of the seven is Sales Navigator user interface. Why don't you start us off with that and talk a little bit about that? As far as Sales Nav's user interface, it's specifically designed to help us keep focused on sales opportunities. Mm. We've all spent time on LinkedIn and you everyone knows how busy the news feed gets and you see ads and this and that and the other. Sales Nav designed to help you stay keyed in on sales opportunities. So all of the activity on your homepage is driven by accounts that you've saved and set up, leads that you've saved, and then based on, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, how you're training the algorithm with your saved leads and accounts and your activity. Those are the things that drive what you see on your homepage. So there's no extraneous information to distract you. Yeah, it's like 95% actionable. And I love that. And we're going to talk about that next. But in the Sales Navigator user interface, they are, as Stan mentioned, it is constantly being changed and updated. And as we coach people, we recognize people have actually very different uh, experiences. I think I have some new features, but where I save searches is different than where some of my, my, our clients save searches, right? So uh, really getting to know the interface is important, but we guarantee you it'll change soon. So here is really, <laughs> as we get through, as we get through this, I want you guys to think about the strategy versus the tactic. 
the the, the tactical things and the areas to click are going to change but we're going to talk about strategy that really doesn't change too much. So Stan, let's start, let's start with alerts on this strat in, in strategy. Yes. So one of the things you'll see toward the top of your homepage is the opportunity to click into alerts. And as Bryn just mentioned, all of this is driven by sales navigators desire to help us find opportunities for sales conversations, gather business intelligence that can help us have a more effective sales conversation and expand relationships within the accounts that we're trying to get into. So alerts, like most things on SalesNav are divided into account alerts and lead alerts. And the nice thing is when you select, now the, the default is you're gonna see all alerts. Mm-hmm. But what we suggest is pick account alerts, click into the drop down, and you'll see the the option to search by news related to accounts, mm-hmm. uh, growth, risk, a number of different filters that you can use to look at very specific information regarding accounts. The same is true for leads. Career changes, for example, is huge when we're talking mm-hmm. about people when they're starting a new role. Oh, I love this. So let, let's dive like one step deeper and let's talk about the strategy around this. So I'm going to start with the leads and we can move our way back to accounts. accounts. But career changes, there are two opportunities that open up when you see someone move. The first opportunity is their new account, right? So we could go in there, but we also know that someone else will be filling their shoes at the old account. So we want to pay attention to both. There are two opportunities with one career change, um, especially if it's a new company. So there's actually two types of career changes. There's the, if you are um, promoted or if you go to a new company. Uh, So the new company is where those two opportunities uh, open up. Once you see that, here's the thing. These folks are getting hundreds and hundreds of congratulations right now. Mm -hmm. Often I say, be patient. So one of the things that you can do in, in your alerts is you can bookmark it for later. So instead of you know, reacting when 500 other people are reacting, consider coming back in a week when things are settled a little bit. Maybe, you know, they, they, they have a little more time to engage. Yeah. Recognize they've been given this new opportunity because changes probably need to be made inside of that new company. Mm-hmm. They, they were hired most likely to improve that company. So if what you do can help them improve faster, quicker, better, more efficiently, or bring a better product or service to the new company, there's a good chance that they're open to a conversation now versus someone that has been there 10 years is in really comfortable position, not really open to lots of new change. So the strategy behind that career change is really starting a conversation and becoming a resource for them as they navigate the new company um, that, that they're in. 
What, what's another alert that we can dive down in? Let's do one or two more in leads. And leads as well. Uh, career changes being the biggest one. A lead is mentioned in the news. Oh, so that's awesome. Now, there's a caveat to this because um, I was I burned myself. Uh, lead mentioned in the news is not always good good news, right? And I uh, years ago I remember going through and like my when I was in my mass engagement, and I congratulate congratulate, <laughs> right? So make sure you're reading what it is that they've done. And again, rather than just simply congratulating them, maybe go out and find an article that mentions this news or mentions or find the original article and send it back to them. Sometimes they don't even know that they were mentioned in the news right away. So Stan, I don't know about you, but when I started in sales, I, I was in Philadelphia, but every city has like that. The I was the um, Philadelphia Journal, right? The, mm. the all the happenings in Philadelphia, and so I would go through that. And when there was an article about a CEO, I'd cut it out, I'd fold it up, I'd put a posty note with a congratulations and my um, business card, and I'd send it to them. Right. And that was my part of my prospecting. Well, we could do this digitally. Exactly. So I love link. that. Yeah, absolutely powerful. Let's let's do one more filter for leads in Sales Navigator. That's a really good one. Um, so if yeah. they've engaged with your content. Those are triggers, actually. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to do two there. I think that is huge right if they are engaging with your content and i actually believe i'm not 100 sure so we need to check that if they engage with your company content they're going to come up as well but we'll double check on that. on that but that's a trigger right that is that is a buying i hate to use it a buying trigger it is an engagement trigger, trigger. let's call it because it's really not a buying trigger but it's an opportunity as stan was saying to start these conversations. So it's huge. The other one I just, lead shares. This is the lowest hanging fruit. What do you do with lead shares when they share content? When they share content, you can help to amplify their content, which helps them because their content gets viewed by more people. You do want to go ahead and tag them when you share their content so that they get notified or additional notifications that you've taken the trouble yeah. to read. And you notice I said read, so please read it. As Bren mentioned earlier, read it because it does make a difference in terms, of, uh, in terms of whether or not you want to share it. And so when you share it, it gets their message out to more people. And when you tag them, it also helps to raise your level of visibility with them. Yeah, and, and and you could tag their company and it, it, the other, I mean, there is some level of mentioning when you share their content, but as Stan says, if you're tagging them and you tag the content, there's a better chance that they're going to get it in their email too. There's no guarantees, but when you tag them there, it's... It, it, there's this algorithm play that we can never quite master, but we do know if you tag them again, it's better. 
Exactly. <laughs> right? um, so I think that that is awesome. You know, when someone is engaging on the content you share, you matter to them. Yes. You really do. They're sharing this content to get engagement. And most people don't get a lot. So if you can do what Stan said is, you know, really read it and comment smartly, you really are, you're on their radar at a higher level of credibility than if you just sent them your stuff. Mm-hmm. That said, one of the things I love, if they had curated a piece of content, right? So they curated a piece of Stan Robinson content and that's what they shared. And I thought it was an awesome piece of content. I'm going to go find another piece of content that Stan shared. So if they've curated content, and even if he or she, if they're not my connection, I can still see their activity. I can go to listennotes.com and see if they've been a podcast guest. I can Google, uh, you know, any blogs or articles that they've been in. And so now I can take this to the next level. And this is that starting conversations. And I might say, so we have, Avon Ribeiro here. So I'll say maybe Avon shares Stan's content. I go find another piece and I say, Avon, it looks like we're both big fans of Stan Robinson. Have you read this post or this ebook that he put out? Um, let me know if, if you're interested. I'm happy to send a link. And that could be a message or a connection request. And now we're starting a conversation around around Stan, right? Like around an influencer. So some of, and one of the things I love is when we save leads on Sales Navigator, they don't have to be first degree connections. Mm -hmm. So you can start saving leads of influencers and and engage through there as well. I know. I just talk and talk. I love this stuff so much. Um, anything else in, in alerts around accounts or anything before we move to the next one? Yeah, I think the time is flying. So yeah, we should probably move to the next one. I did want to okay. give a shout out to Judy because she was the first one in the room. All right, let's let's do a little looking forward. Woohoo! Love you, Judy. Love you, Yvonne. We've got some wonderful people here today. Um, hi, Dan. And we're going, yes. and Mike. Yeah, we love Mike. Yep, got old and new friends on the call. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so what's number two? So we've got filters. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the mini filters and so, then the ability to save them. Yeah, tell me your top three. What are your favorite filters that it's not available in the free LinkedIn? Who has um, basically posted in the last 30 days? One of the spotlights. Oh, so now my spotlights moved. So this is one of the things that's interesting. It's been in spotlights forever. And a client I worked with today still has spotlights. For some of us, it's under best path in, I think. Uh, It does keep changing. Oh, recent updates. It's in recent <laughs> updates. Posted on LinkedIn. So I don't have spotlights anymore, but anymore. I do have recent updates. So it's one, it's in one of these two places. But why do you love that so much? I love it too. What what do you love about it? Because it indicates, especially when you're doing a search and you've got 300, 
search results and the, the filters are all good, but you're trying to figure out where do I start in terms of engaging with these people? Well, ideal people to start engaging with are people who are already active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And those who've posted in the past 30 days are by definition active on LinkedIn. So you're more likely to get a response. They're more likely to see your engagement. So that's why I love that filter. I, I, I agree. It's a phenomenal filter. I'm going to do a yes and. Not only do I use that filter, but I look in the list and, and there are lots of other filters that Stan's going to talk about. And I look to see if they have the green circle or the green circle with the white dot. If they have a green circle, they are currently on desktop. This is a fabulous time to message them because they're there. They're going to see it pop up. And not only are they active on LinkedIn, because we know that from, from that filter, but we're, they're there right now. And so we've had huge success. Now, you can't filter by the green button, which would oh, be that'd cool. That would be nice. <laughs> um, but you do see it when you, when you grow that list. But I agree. I think that that might be my absolute favorite of all the filters. Give me two more that you love. Well, another one, just when you're trying to filter by by company size, the free mm -hmm. version of LinkedIn doesn't give you a whole lot of, so company headcount, you can do that. And that helps depending on whether you're looking at, you know, small to medium sized businesses, if you're going after enterprise accounts. So that's just something else you can do with sales nav that unfortunately you can't do with the free version of LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm, you know, and What's really kind of cool, and you could do this by department too, is you can see who's growing. You mentioned in the beginning, um, you know, if you've saved these accounts and, you know, you can, LinkedIn will tell you if they're hiring. At risk typically means that they're laying off or their employees mm -hmm. are reducing. But if you, what you sell or what you do falls into that, it's a pretty cool thing. So, when Stan and I were, and Bob, when the three of us were um, looking for, uh, you know, a, a good list for a new product launch that we have, um, we looked at people that have sale, 10 or more salespeople, but that their marketing is shrinking, right? And that, all of a sudden we have a list where, you know, there may be an opportunity there. So, um, you know, the, the, that it's not just, hey, these are the perfect size, but the movement inside the company is really awesome too. Okay, give me one more. I love this. And there's there's a new filter around buyer intent that I'm still trying to figure out exactly how SalesNav collects all this data, but it it's goes beyond just people who are following your company or who've engaged with your company page content. LinkedIn's algorithms, they're pulling in a lot of activity. And it includes, and there are things that you can't even see yourself, but that the software can find. Like if someone in a prospect account engages with one of your colleagues, yeah, they'll right. pull that in and use that as an indicator of buyer intent. That one's relatively new, but it's powerful. It is. And and I love, I'm looking while you're talking at this, at what I'm seeing pop up. 
and you know i'm seeing some really cool stuff it will show if they follow your company page if they right if they've engaged in any of the content there i mean this is pretty cool um there it's also showing you it looks like recent posts but i don't know why that would be buyer intent but it's there uh, but there's such good data uh, really, and I'm hoping, and, and it might even be here already, that it's capturing content that they share or comments that they make or people that they follow. So we're not getting hot leads from this, but we are getting people that are interested in su surrounding topics and, and teammates. So it is pretty cool. I haven't played in that a whole lot. Um, there's a new category of, of interest, and I haven't played in that either. So we have our work cut out for us as these things are, are growing. I'm going to tell you a trifecta that I love, and it depends on um, what you do. But we work with lots of financial professionals that um, are often rolling over 401ks. So they really want the people that have recently left. So in a search, you can actually, years at company, um, you could do um, they, that they haven't, years in current position. So if they've, mm -hmm. and you can, I'm looking, it's all moved, change jobs, right? So under recent updates or spotlights, change jobs in the last 90 days. And then you can have, um, years in company. Uh, so you're, you'll pull out people that have been there a long time, right? Like the, that position change versus new job. Um, and then um, you could do uh, shared experiences. So now we have changed jobs, new in this position in this company and shared experiences. So shared experiences could be groups that you share. Um, it could be um, shared connections. Lots of things that can uh, happen inside of that shared experiences that really can be quite powerful in, in the search. So love it. What's next? I know I'm ranting and ranting and ranting. Yes. And couple things. Save searches next now. Uh, being new to this, I have to ask. I know that we're talking through things. We've got a couple folks asking if we can share the screen. Let me know so, how that works. Yeah. So we're not, we don't, because this is for a podcast. So we're live and that's so exciting. But Tom, reach out to us, Stan or myself, and we're happy to take you through some of this. Uh, maybe we'll do a pop-up webinar and invite you guys in for this. But this is our Perfect. podcast. This is our debut podcast that we're doing live. So sharing screens will confuse our listeners. Um, but reach out to us. We will make sure you are served. The other thing is join our community. If you go to socialsaleslink.com slash library. Let me see if I have it here. Um so it's socialsaleslink.com slash library. You can sign up uh, for, yep, is this it? I think that I found it. 
enjoying these tips, join or linkedinlibrary.com. There is a community where you can ask your questions and um, we'll get back to you and answer those too. And there's lots of great content. So go ahead and join that for free. And that's a good way to stay uh, engaged with us. But we still have more. Let's keep going. Good. Save searches. One of the, the wonderful things about Sales Nav is you have these filters that can narrow your search results down because as you've probably already seen, the challenge with Sales Navigator with over 900 million members is not getting enough search results. Mm. The challenge is when you have 5,000 search results, how do you narrow it down to a list that you can actually work with? And once you do have filters that give you back ideal search results, well, you're going to want to use those same filters again. And Sales Navigator allows you to save up to 50 lead searches, all the filters, and up to 50 account searches as well. And you can also, if you like, be notified when new results come in based on the filters that you've set up. You can be notified via email if you like. Okay. Or, of course, you can just hop into Sales Nav anytime and look at it. I love the email and you can set it. I think I haven't done this in a long time, but I think you could set it up by once a week. Yeah. Or... I think they, it's just weekly now that oh. I think they've narrowed down. It, yeah. It used to be more choices, but I think. They've, okay. They've, well, they've I, I, fortunately the one choice is the one I like. Which is weekly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. Cause you're on, you're on mute. Sorry, I back. had a little dog bark in the background. <laughs> so we're all working from home, so we were babies, but, dogs, but you name it. Yep, 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 yep. So save searches are great, and and they are dynamic. So as you mentioned, if you do a search uh, and you get you drill it down with all these great filters, and you've got your thousand first degree connections, and then tomorrow you connect with another person that meets that criteria, it'll get added to that list. The other, or the, this is great for second degree, right? If we're leveraging our second degree and, and uh, so we do that perfect list, that means if one of our connections connects with the ideal person, we're alerted in that safe search. So those are the two that I love. Those are dynamic. We're going to talk about lists next. Those are static. Talk about the value of, of saving leads to a list. List, Yes. Yeah, so there it just helps you keep things organized within Sales Navigator. And Bryn, you can let me know about, about this. But one of the things we talk to people about is your existing accounts, your decision makers within your existing accounts. Go ahead and add those to Sales Navigator in part, just as a signal to the algorithm, this is the type of people that we and company that we want to connect with in the future. And it helps you stay organized within Sales Navigator. So the other thing is when you're doing searches, you can exclude or include, you can use your existing list as a filter when you're doing searches as well. Yeah, and, and you know, what's really cool, and there's a couple of ways I use them and then, I, tell me a couple ways you use them, but my favorite way of say one of my favorite ways, I have a lot of top 10 things. So 
<laughs> I have a lot of favorites, but let's say, so um, I, I'm networking with Jack Hubbard, who's on high Jack. And I, before I meet with him, I want to identify the 15 or 20 people that he knows that I might want to meet. So I can search with all our great filters and we just name some of them. And then I can search connections of, so I can put in one person and now I see he knows, uh, you know, 23 people that meet that criteria. I'll go through the 23 and save maybe seven, eight, nine, the really great ones. And I'll save them under his name. So when I go to my lead lists, I pull up my Jack Hubbard and all of them are saved and I can run through them pretty quickly. That is one of my favorite ways to use lead lists. That is so cool. I'm taking notes here. And I'm <laughs> glad this is being recorded. This, <laughs> yep. This is good. Yeah. So, and yes, and for me, it's it's just more mundane when I do a search and I start to get good search results, I'm starting to, to save these people to list. So what Bryn is talking about all along is the next level. There are a lot of things that everyone does, but to set yourself apart in terms of more visibility, some of the things she talked about earlier, and drilling down and using your network effectively, that's what she's talking about here. Yeah. Oh my God. And I think it, I mean, it's a game changer and you do this with your clients, your networking partners, uh, you name it. And if you're in a bigger organization, you may, and you, let's say you have sales, uh, you have sales navigator for your whole team. There's team links available and you could see who people in your organization know that you want to meet as well. So, I mean, we will we'll dive deeper down in these in, in an upcoming webinar. We already have people asking for it. So I think that's our next step. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we but we did, we did promise story. seven and we've only done five. Five, we've got two more. Relationship Explorer is, is one. So dive into an account. So go into an account that you're looking at and as you scroll down the page or now they've set up these tabs where you can just click into people and insights and so forth. And it'll just it basically scrolls down the page for you faster. But Relationship Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all it's doing. It Relationship Explorer just helps you map decision makers within an account. Again, they're trying to make our lives easier in terms of finding the people that we want to connect with. So I really love this. And if you're in an account and you go into search and you find all the people that you want that might be involved in the sale, pre-sale, during the sale, even users after the sale, we want to socially surround an account. So we can go through and save them. And once we've saved them, you can move them into three tiers. So, and they're like little cards that you can move over. I, I don't know how, how else to explain it really. Yeah. But what's great is you can build that out. And you, there's different ways that you can do this. I have one client that we build it out with their first degree connections in the company is the first tier. Their second degree connections in the company is the second tier. And then third tier is typically post-sale people, not pre-sale or during the sale. So they're post-sale people, right? So they're not 
top tier people, but we want to touch on them. And, and once we've got maybe uh, a, a deal signed, we're immediately sharing value with them, right? And getting them bought in early on. So there are three tiers. The other thing that, uh, you know, uh, probably what I do more often than not, although I do like what my client's doing that we're working with, um, is I have the the people with the wallet on tier one, the info, like, so the actual buyers, maybe the C-suite in tier one, tier two is more of the influencers and tier three are the other stakeholders that might be involved. So there's lots of different ways to leverage the buyer mapping, but that relationship explorer can be your very good friend. Yep. It's a great, great starting point. And then then we have smart links is number seven. Oh. And yes, and Bryn loves this tool. This is a super tool because all of us have, have had the challenge of we want to send information to someone, but the file's too big for email. And we've got this great content, but how do you how do you get it to them? And smart links does that for us, among other things. Yeah, well, so and and it's like a hub of content. So if you want to send three things that are too big, right? And it's awesome. But what I and, and it is fabulous, and it has a great user experience. But what I really love, and I should have set up a smart link to to put in today's program. We'll we'll I'll learn from that next time. Maybe I'll see if I could get put if I could find an already created one that would be worth it. Um, but like if I do a, 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 a summit, I'll upload the resources. And then when you share those resources with folks, you get to see who's clicking, who's downloading, how long are they there? And it's pretty darn powerful. So I'm actually going just so you guys can see, um, I am going to share, um, just it's it's a smart link oh i can't share you'll have to connect with stan or me um or send us a quick message and we'll get you a smart link i don't feel very smart for not having been prepared for this but it really is in in my mind one of the most amazing tools because if you want to talk about buyer intent or buyer triggers, this is a great way to know. I send almost all of my proposals this way now. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I sent a proposal out to a company um, maybe last September, October. And it kind of, they were very excited. And then they had some kind of small merger and it got off their radar and I reached out to them and they had ghosted a little bit. But in the last two weeks, and I, you know, I'm on it, but I see that they're clicking through it again and they're sharing it. So it's back on the radar and, and new people in the organization are clicking through. So that's amazing intel that we never would have had any other way. So absolutely love it. Well, we have been through a lot. This was so much fun. The good news, we get to do this again next week. Exactly. And some of you are asking for a webinar, so we'll, you know, we'll connect with us. Let us know. We will do it. 
We will. We're, we're really good at following what you guys want and need, which is very, very exciting. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to be here every single week sharing these Sales Navigator insights. Put us on your calendar. We'd love to have you. And don't forget to join the LinkedInlibrary.com or socialsaleslink.com slash library. You'll be alerted at more things. And you can also find, although not necessarily this event, but when we have a webinar, it will be on socialsaleslink.com slash events. So um, let me see if I have that. But guys, we're so excited. I, Stan, this has just been a blast with you. And... We have a Same good here. long journey ahead of us partnering together. So Same here. Yes. Thank you, Bryn. Thank you for the insights, everyone. Thanks and, for joining. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And join us again for more insights on Sales Navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and social selling.